Are you ready to learn? Because my super experienced guests are ready to share some really valuable information. Make sure and listen all the way to the end to get help and support. So let's start with the best audio experience. Hello, good people. Welcome. Bad people. Welcome. Medium people. Welcome anyone who want to learn more about B2B marketing when you come. Because today we are going to discuss about the power of mindful in B2B marketing with Nirosha Metadananda. How are you? I'm good, thanks Anatoly. How are you? I'm doing great. Looking forward to learn more about B2B, about marketing. I love this topic and uh, I found that I'm a student on this life. I can learn every single day, you know, and uh, it's impossible to learn everything in digital marketing because it's huge, many different directions, sections. So I'm so excited to learn more. And uh, before we start, just tell more about yourself, about business, about your background, about anything that can help our listeners to learn more about you. Yeah, sure. So, I, you know, as I mentioned, uh, I've, I've, you know, been, been in uh, marketing for at least 15 years or so, um, most recently in the past 10 years uh, in Amartek in ad tech. Um, and in in professional services, so I've purposely kept myself to be a generalist because I I'm, I have a very curious mind and I sort of like going across the across the span of marketing and learning new things. I think that's that's part of what drew me to marketing in that there are so you know as you said there's so many different things to learn and I love to learn about them and I don't want to necessarily box myself into you know one one thing or another. So sometimes that has its pluses and, and minuses, but for the most part, you know, I'm grateful to it because it gives me the life that I've had and the experience that I've had. And, you know, I've been able to meet a diverse, diverse, uh, you know, range of people as well through that. So, mm -hmm. yeah. Nice. nice. Yeah. Nice. Okay. Nirosha, let's start from the basic. I'm interested about uh, creating the right strategy. Uh, what I found that many companies usually uh, create generic strategies, right. replicating competitors, when they see that competitors uh, get results, for example, with SEO, with specific keywords, they do the same, you know, or on social media. Uh, can you tell how to create the right strategy, considering strong sites, unique selling proposition, uh, customers' preferences, uh, any tips about finding the right way where to go? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think for me, you've hit the nail on the head of um, of what what I, you know, what I was, what we, what I want to talk about, which is being like mindful marketing and having mindfulness. For me, um, you know, whether you're, every, every company is unique, you know, it's <laughs> whether you're selling, uh, I don't know, let's take an arbitrary thing like a handbag right uh, you know every not you, you don't have chanel and louis vuitton they both sell handbags but they're both very different brands they're both very different companies and i think there's you know if you take that from b to c perspective from b to b perspective you know no you're regardless of whether you're selling you know a, a i don't know a crm for example it's not going to be the same product. It's not going to be the same brand. It's not going to be um, a cookie, a take, to take a cookie cutter approach. And essentially, like, I think recognizing that difference and understanding, you know, hey, um, Mike, being aware of what your competitors are doing, but not replicating it, because you're not going to be at the same stage from a business perspective as what your competitor is. You know, you, like, 
if you if you look at um, I don't know from a a marketing automation platform, you know if you have like you've got Salesforce, you've got HubSpot. You know when HubSpot started out, they didn't they didn't necessarily look at Salesforce and think, oh, we you know we're immediately going to do exactly what they did. They developed their own strategy around inbound, around engaging their audience, around really understanding, and then going out to market from that perspective. And I think that's where really clear strategy starts, not only for marketing, but for a business holistically, you know, from, mm-hmm. from doing that and understanding, even from a product perspective, you know, like understanding, okay, who are my customers? Who am I going after having a really solid strategy so that you can develop and your business can develop accordingly? Mm-hmm. Nice, nice. Yeah, valuable. You mentioned a few times about this word, mindful. Can mm-hmm. you explain what it means and the main difference between mindful and uh, traditional marketing strategies? Yeah, so, you know, m- m- I don't think that in terms of actually between mindfulness and being traditional, there's there isn't a difference in terms of the strategy. Mm-hmm. There's a difference in terms of the application of them. So, you know, when you're mindful about something, it's being aware, it's being conscious, it's being purposeful about what you're doing. And it's really being considerate of a number of different factors. So, you know, what I was talking about, like the maturity of an organization, what resources you have, what budget you have, what your capacity is, understanding what your, you know, most importantly, what your customers need and being empathetic to them um, and having that sort of viewpoint around taking all those factors and building something that is purpose-built for that situation rather than being like, okay, cool, I, you know, I'm going to come into this organization and I need to do, you know, I've got this, this playbook uh, and I'm going to do X, Y, and Z because I've done it in my previous life and it's worked and I'm going to do it again. Like, yes, some of those things may work, but then in the previous life, you may have had a 20 person marketing team. And in this, you only have, you know, a five person marketing team. So, you know, and the business is, you know, 10 million or 2 million or whatever it is, the differences are. So, you know, I think taking it, it's mindfulness is about really just understanding all of the information and pulling that into your strategy. And it's more of a mindset and a perspective mm-hmm. than it is of, uh, you know, hey, you, you, you know, you're going to do mindful marketing and now you, you, you're you going to only going to do this, this and this. No, mindful marketing is like, you have everything open to you and you should know you should be able to have the intelligence to be able to say, okay, this business needs this. It needs a little bit of this and a little bit of this and a sprinkle of this, you know, and that's what it can manage. And that's, what's going to take, give us results. So does that, that help <laughs> explain what mindful Yeah. Market? Yeah. I think so. It's a broad question. You know, it's hard to <laughs> reply to this yeah. question, you know, with one answer, but yeah, I I got it. I got it. Okay, uh, let's talk about finding the right channel. You know, uh, what I usually see when companies choose channels because comp- competitors have these channels. For example, if I want to grow on YouTube and uh, how I can compete, I don't know, with Mr. Beast, many other great experts because they love the process, they know how it works. And I think it's better to consider your strong side. I mean, like, for example, if you like, writing it's better to write why you need to film you know if right. you uh love uh, recording audio podcast do it <laughs> you can find clients on this field so can you right. tell about finding the right channel considering your strong side because in most cases you know i read a bunch of marketing books and most of them tell you need to find where your audience is 
Okay, yeah. I can find it. But if my audience uh, on Instagram, but I don't know anything about this platform. You know, I love LinkedIn. You know, right. so uh, for example, I think my wife knows more about Instagram than me, like hundred times. My yeah. son knows more about TikTok a thousand times than. I know about this platform. So right. can you tell about finding the right channel, uh, considering that uh, some platforms don't work for companies? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think that's, again, it's about knowing who, you know, what the business is and what, what they want to achieve. So sure, like if you understand, you know, what where your audience is and, you know, they, they can be spread out, really, like there's no one place where an audience is. You know, I think... I don't know if you go back maybe 20 ish years um, and I might be dating myself a, li a little bit there. Yeah, sure. You could go to, you know, the newspaper, you could go to television, you could go to, and you know, you would find your audience there. But now if you look at say television, for example, which, <laughs> where do you go? Like there's no one channel. There's, there's, you know, hundreds of different channels. There's, you know, so many different streaming services. There's so many different programs and the ability to be able to customize where your audience might be and what is going to be relevant to them is so nuanced. So I yeah. think, as you said, it's like understanding, okay, well, what what is it that we want to communicate? What fits with us uh, from a from a brand perspective, and then also like leaning in, as you said, you know, you have you have this uh, this podcast um, and and this live streaming, and uh, you know that's that plays to your strength. Um, I I think I find that I see this with a lot of lead with a lot of leaders where you know they think because they're in leadership or they're executives, um, you know, they have to go forth into public speaking or they have to go forth into writing and this, that, and the other, and they're not comfortable with it. So, you you know, from a marketing perspective, for me, what I like to do is with thought leadership or, uh, you know, comms from that perspective, I try and look at, okay, well, what is everyone's strength? What's their personality? And what are they going to be most comfortable with? And it's the same way I look at, you know, from a marketing strategy perspective of the channels we're going to play in, you know, what what's going to work for us? Where are our audience? What's going to work for us? What resources do we have? And how much time and effort is it going to take? You know, for me personally, I really love writing. As you've, as you've mentioned, it's something that, you know, I, I personally don't get enough time to do, but it's something I've been leaning into more for myself and I enjoy it. And, you know, yeah. I think you'll find when you enjoy something, you it's not a chore to do it and it comes so easily and authentically. And I think that's yeah. the key thing. It's about being authentic and it's about being genuine uh, in, in terms of where you are, especially in all these channels, right? If you think about LinkedIn, my gosh, like I scroll through LinkedIn, it's full of, it's just full. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I was going to say something not nice. But yeah, it's 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 full, right? So if you want to stand out, the things that stand out to me on LinkedIn are, you know, when I know someone or I see something that makes me smile or think or whatever it is. And I will say there's a lot, you know, there's a lot of people talking on it. But it's like, okay, speak with purpose, communicate with purpose, create with purpose as well. That's that's sort of where what I, you know, the what I adopt. Uh, in, in mm -hmm. finding the right channels and strategies and tactics. Nice, nice. Yeah, awesome. Uh, I'm interested about how to stand out from the rest. 
you know, uh, because, uh, for example, uh, I love this book, uh, Purple Cow, written okay. uh, yeah, oh, yeah. by Seth, Seth Godin. Yep, yep. Yeah, yep. you don't need to read this book, you just read the title, you can understand, <laughs> <laughs> you know, the main, the main point of this book, you know, but yeah, uh, and uh, it's important to stand out from the rest today, uh, especially in yeah. AI era, you know, when mm -hmm. everyone yeah, can sure. create content uh, fast, you know, for a few seconds, just type keywords, ask uh, ChatGPT to get the answer. But can you tell how to stand out from the rest, how to create content, marketing message that uh, customers can recognize, uh, wanna click, wanna open, wanna use? So any tips about that? Yeah, I mean, I think it goes back to that um, authenticity um, mm -hmm. and being being true to what your again what your strengths are. Um, you're right. In the, <laughs> I've seen a lot of backlash about. I've seen a lot of promotion, but I've also seen a lot of backlash against AI. Um, in terms of you know, like let's just take LinkedIn for example. <laughs> People are using like AI to generate comments um, on LinkedIn, and you mm -hmm. can tell. You know, you can tell people are starting to call other people out on like, hey, you're using AI to generate your comments. Like that's inauthentic. And I think yeah. that is what what's going to get what what's going to sort of get called out from that perspective. So, you know, being able to stand out is about understanding and having an interesting point of view. It's about being helpful. You know, it's about communicating in a way that is engaging as well. Um, there's a lot of, um, and I'm gonna, just going to pick on LinkedIn because, you know, it's <laughs> B2B, yeah, that's, that's the place to be. Um, you know, there's a lot of information that I see about, okay, what does an engaging post look like or the anatomy of an engaging post look like? And there is something in that, in understanding, okay, well, you know, is it video? Is it using emojis? Is it, it's, it's kind of understanding what the communication is and then also being authentic to your communication style, you know, uh, using natural language as well. <laughs> so not being stilted, not, not using words and things like that, that are uncharacteristic of who you are. Um, and I think also expertise goes a long way, right? There's a lot of garbage frankly, um, yeah. you know, that, that gets put out. And I think genuinely, you know, one thing I enjoy is seeing someone who really loves what they do and is an expert at what they do and they, they thrive on it and it's their passion and that they're very generous in sharing what that is. You know, I, I really love to see that. And I think that that sort of is how a lot of people stand out you know, and, and sort of go that path. And it's becoming really, I think it's becoming, especially in B2B, it's becoming really important because, you know, if you think there's this, you know, a trend with community, there's a trend with, in, with uh, coming back with influencers as well. And sometimes it's, it's not necessarily about your brand and your, and you, well, it's, you know, obviously the purchase decision is a product, but it's also about the trust or the uh, familiarity that is established by the person who is either selling, who is marketing, who is whatever. And you're probably going to get a better response and a warmer response with that recognition than you are going cold. I mean, that's that's just a given. 
but like I think especially now that trust is going to be is going to be really paramount to people making those decisions and engaging yeah uh, yeah you mentioned that people can generate comments uh for linkedin and yeah, yeah. i see them i see yeah. often them but you know i'm not against ai i think we we need to use it because i i spoke with jeff coel co-founder of market news right he told me in the future we'll have three companies the first company will develop ai the yeah. second company implement ai mm -hmm. and the third company will be obsolete <laughs> who can leave the trade so i think that's okay if you use ai uh, even for comments but for editing you know because i use ai uh, for example i can write a bad copy and right. ask ai please edit and uh, because of that we got mentioned on cnn i edited press release uh for cnn many other uh, resources and it's interesting that my pr manager told me it's the first time for 16 years of your experience cnn replied to press release and even more we got this mention that, that's okay that's huge you know but uh, but yeah. and we edited this press release on chat gpt we didn't write right. we didn't generate because cnn can recognize it you know these people are smart and everyone can recognize it right uh, but right. if you write even bad copy but with valuable insights uh just ask ChatGPT, make it friendly simpler uh, you can clarify that you're going to submit this comment on linkedin and after that people can feel it open your profile and it's a big chance to get new followers uh or customers so yeah, yeah. you need to use a smart yeah i mean i think that's the thing it's a different like I think people are kind of re relying on AI in a way to replace their expertise. You still need you still need something up here to be able to input into it and create something valuable because it's a, it's a tool to be able to help enhance. It's not a tool to be able right now to replace what it is. And I think yeah. the people that are getting caught out with it are using it as a tool to like like, all right, cool. Just you, you tell me what I need to say. No, no, no. I'll tell you what I know. And you tell me how to say it better. You tell me how I can enhance what I'm doing and things like that. And I think, you know, that's, that's a learning curve that we're all on at the moment. <laughs> um, you know, like for me with AI more than, more than honestly, like the, the content stuff with with AI that I'm interested in seeing is, um, you know, how it's going to be incorporated into some of these tools to be able to like make life easier. You know, <laughs> you know? Mm -hmm. like cool. Uh, I want to set I want to set a nurture flow. I want you to understand who my customer is, and I want you to be able to take information and uh, and respond to them personally and make it sound like me now when you can do that and they can tell that you're not that you're not responding you know it's not a, a an ai responding that that for me will be great because it, it like then that starts to that starts to replace something that yes i like you know i couldn't have necessarily done myself from from that perspective and i think that's that's kind of where i'm excited to see where ai goes from mm -hmm. that yeah yeah nice nice i like that you highlighted still 
because we don't know what kind of future will be. Yeah, yeah. today still, but tomorrow yeah. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. I, I can't forecast because my crystal ball doesn't work. Oh yeah, yeah mine, uh, mine either. <laughs> yeah, I bought crypto and I felt that crypto will go up, but <laughs> crypto went down. And I got yeah. it. No, I don't. I don't trust my crystal ball anymore. <laughs> yeah, well, look, you know, it's physics, isn't it? What goes what goes up has to come down, and what comes down has to go up yeah. again. Right? Yeah, yeah. I, I think you know it's the best strategy because um, I spoke with my brothers many times, and he loves trading, and uh, he. You know, he usually uh, fails like uh, 95% of all other traders. And uh, I told him, okay, let's imagine you always fail. You read investing.com, many other websites, Bloomberg, and you fail. Do vice versa. <laughs> you know, if you fail, just do vice versa because it's a big manipulation. You know, the, all this news, information. And uh, if all people can think that something will go up, uh, all of them buy. And right. it can impact uh, yeah. to this price, and it's like bubble. So, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, interesting yeah. strategy to, to try it. Okay, uh, Nirosh, I want to ask you about um, one aspect that AI can't today, still can't today, but yeah. uh, uh, it's important in marketing mm -hmm. uh, creativity. Let me share yeah. short story. Sure. Uh, Lloyd Richards uh, published a book 11 years ago, yep. and he spent 14 years to write a single book. 14 yeah. years, a single book. Yeah, I, I, I can't imagine. Uh, but uh, he did it, then published, and he couldn't sell this book 11 years. Um, yeah, he used marketing, sales, nothing could help. Uh, yeah, he got some random sales, not good. Then his daughter posted content on TikTok uh, from account with zero followers. This video became viral. Plus yeah. 50 million people watch this video, right. including me. I, uh, I, I'm one of them, you know. <laughs> and uh, today, this book is bestseller on Amazon. Right. Uh, I watch this video a few times because I want to know how to get 50 million views. <laughs> and uh, you know what I found? You know, it's not nice looking design. You know, right. it's not like the best design. It's simple mm. design, nothing special. But that was creative. Yep. Creative, you know short genuine authentic story that offer spent so much time to write a single book and yeah. it provokes curiosity i want to read it i want to know about this book uh, i'm interested about how to become creative because it's a big problem you know it's not only about ai even in common marketing yeah. marketers often replicate others they see if yeah. someone got results they do the same, mm -hmm. uh, adapt a little bit, but it doesn't work. Uh, users are interested to get something new. So can you tell how to do it, how to stand <laughs> out from the rest and be creative? <laughs> be creative. Um, yeah, I mean, it's an interesting thing. I, you know, I have I have that background. So I, you know, I sing, I used to do art, I, I paint and so on and so forth. So for me, like, being having the ability to be creative in what I do is uh, I seek it you know I don't necessarily want to replicate what I'm doing you know there are some things obviously from an efficiency perspective but I think the ability to be creative is comes back to like understanding 
who your audience is and what resonates for them. And, you know, it can be, uh, I don't know, uh, some things that we've done in our, and in, in, that I've done in a previous life um, from a, we were, you know, we were at a trade show, we were sponsored a trade show and we weren't a large company. We didn't, we didn't do a lot of, um, you know, we didn't have the biggest booth, put it that way. We definitely didn't have the biggest budget and we weren't the biggest brand there. But the way that we were creative and the way that we stood out was, you know, being authentic in our design. We also, we we understood, you know, okay, um, and I can't take credit for this. You know, my, my events manager actually came up with this idea. The trade show was in, uh, in Texas, in Austin, right? And she said, oh, why don't I found these cowboy hats? They were like uh, purple velvet cowboy hats with lights. Uh, around them and uh, you know and we had our brand brand on them and um and I, I was like oh my god uh, you know I'm definitely not wearing that um but we got them and I the first day I was like I don't want to be stuck with all these hats so I put everything out <laughs> um yeah. and they were they were a hit and they were a hit because they were you know they were specific to you know to Texas when you think about Texas and the cowboy hats and so on and so forth and people were at at you know at this conference they wanted something to take back and they were just cute you know and they were kitschy and so we on the first day we ran out of the hats <laughs> and then on the second day we had nothing and so we were like okay you know as a as a team we're like what what do, what do people need what do people need you know what can we do that's really quick so you know what we thought okay it's the first day of the conference tonight everyone is going to be going out and they're going to be eating, drinking, having fun, right? Because, you know, when you yeah. go to these conferences, they like that. So we're like, okay, cool. We'll, people will be a little bit, you know, hungover. Um, so, we, <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, our, our, our CRO said, oh, there's this uh, energy, energy drink that you can get. I was like, okay, cool. We'll order, we'll order that from, from Costco here. So we had a couple of packets and we went and got, you know, our events manager went and got some glasses with some straws. I'll tell you, so many people were yeah. coming, were coming because it, because it was, we did it in a creative way, but we understood what the needs were of, of the audience. And we just, if you stop and you just think about that, and if you're human, right? We're all yeah. human. We all like, there are certain things that we all have in common guaranteed. If you know, like, uh, you know, one thing I really enjoy doing is I like, I like having a massage. I like going to the spa and things like that. So I know, okay. Other people will, will likely enjoy that. I like being rewarded and acknowledged. Don't you, you know, that's, that's something that why some, something, a reason why we do work. So being able to have that human aspect really I think helps with being creative and thinking outside of the box of oh I you know I need to give another USB or I need to give another I don't know whatever it is that the that swag that, that gives away and that's just one example of it but I think it's those those things that connect personally that start to to really enhance your ability to be creative and it doesn't have to be like as you said this TikTok it wasn't high overly produced, you know, it was, a, it was a personal story. Right. And I guarantee yeah. you, like everyone was like, Oh, like when you were telling me it took 14 years, I know it takes a lot to write a book, but you know, that's a long time to write yeah. a book. 
you know, was he doing like a, you know, like a chapter every year or what, you know, what, what yeah. was it? And you kind of, it, it tugs at your heartstrings, right? Yeah. So <laughs> that's, you know, that in and of itself, it's that ability to tell a story. It's an ab ability to connect. And I think that breeds creativity, but you have to get into that mindset. You know, if you're very, you know, from a, if I go back to the event, if I was very sort of like, okay, we need to make sure we're on brand. We need to make sure we're doing this and we have to get all these brochures and this and that and the other into people's hands. Like that wouldn't necessarily, you know, yes, it might've, it, it might've been, you know, one approach to it, but it wouldn't necessarily have had the same impact that taking that different approach did to it. So yeah. Yeah. I, um, nice. <laughs> yeah, hopefully, hopefully, uh, yeah, that'll, that'll get people's creative juices flowing. <laughs> Yeah, nice. Valuable, valuable. Uh, I want to ask about something that I often do. Uh, okay. Yeah, I often uh, do mistakes. You know, I, I keep doing them. Uh, I uh, made a lot of mistakes before, but I can learn from them. You know, right. sometimes I don't know how to start because I think everyone starts from generic strategies, best practices, then we can adapt to change yeah. because, yeah. Uh, and uh, I know two types of mistakes. The first mistake yeah. you can learn from others and yeah. avoid, and some mistakes you can learn through experience. We right. can avoid them. So can you list mistakes that we can avoid from your experience? You can see that companies still do and uh, your tips how to find another way uh, without these mistakes. Yeah, um, I think the biggest mistake that I see companies making, um, and not this is beyond marketing, but it's not listening. It's not listening. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so cute. So cute. <laughs> um, what's his or her name? What's their name? Uh, Sabina. Sabina. She always oh. takes part of my podcast. Yeah. Guys, <laughs> who so can cute. see? It's my dog. <laughs> <laughs> She's very cute. Yeah. Um, yeah, so uh, to, to answer your question, like, you know, it's not listening to people. You, your people welcome information and they understand and they see things in, you know, internally, they see opportunities to improve. They see opportunities for business growth development. They also see the mistakes that you're making strategically. Um, and not listening, like from a leadership perspective and a business strategy perspective, not listening to your people and not actively actively seeking out their counsel or, you know, or one thing that I think, you know, has, I've, I've experienced it, and I think it's common in a lot of companies, they all, and especially executive leadership, they value opinions that come from outside versus people from people who are in the company themselves. Mm. That's a massive mistake. Why, like not, not degrading anything that anyone would say coming from the outside of an, an organization, but the person inside your organization has a vested interest. They know your organization, they care. And yes, they may have a perspective and a certain lens on things and people who come from outside have a, a fresh perspective. No, no questions there. But don't discount someone just because you may think that they have this this internal lens because it it demotivates them and i've seen yeah. you know in, in the experience i've had with the companies i've worked with i've seen this happen 
um, multiple times. And what happens is it either demotivates people, they lose really good people, um, they go in different strategic business directions that that aren't fruitful. Um, and and I think for me that's the biggest that's the biggest mistake to be able to to that a com- that I've seen companies make from that perspective. I think yeah. you know, and I can add a um from a per- like from a personal perspective, from a marketer's a marketer's perspective, um, understand the unit economics of a company. Like that is a mistake that I hope to never, never make again. Um, yeah. You know, understand when you when you're going into a business and you're signing up for a role, especially if it's a growth role or it's some sort of revenue bearing role. Understand and test their unique economics, and that they have done it, and that that what they have done and what they are yielding is uh you know successful and really stress test it um because i think that for me is one of the biggest things that i've learned you know from Mm -hmm. the you you can take on responsibility for marketing but if the economics haven't been done correctly you're before you've even started you know you've failed yeah Valuable. Love it. Love it. Awesome. Awesome. Uh, I want to ask about your experience. You know what? I usually, uh, I I found if I cooperate with clients who don't understand SEO, digital marketing, I usually tell them, take my course, learn from Lily Ray, Jeff Coyle, Mike Phillips. It costs like $20, but you can learn from great experts. Go to YouTube, Google, just learn. Get the basic how it works why we need to create high quality content, uh, why it's important to uh, have website speed, m- m- many things. And um, uh, But if they understand, we understand each other. We, we speak one language. We can achieve great results because uh, uh, we create high quality content that consider users intent, m- m- many things, marketing, uh, creativity. Uh, I want to ask you, if you started today from scratch without any experience, knowledge, skills, it's your first day in marketing. What will you do today to learn more about B2B marketing? What would I do to learn more about B2B marketing? I'd go to I'd go to my communities. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would go to my communities. I mean, actually, the first thing I'd do is I'd just do a Google search. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, that's always my first point of call. I'll go to Google and say, oh, oh, you know, or whatever your preferred search engine is and put it in and I would just go, just go mm-hmm. and go and go and learn and learn and learn. And then I go to my communities and I would see, you know, okay, well, what, what are people talking about? What are they saying? What, what are the tools? Um, you know, there's many communities that people where people are very generous with sharing their information. You know, it's, it's like what you're doing. You, you're creating a, a channel to be able to share information you know, from that perspective. And I think that that's, that's what I would do if I had to start from scratch again. Um, (laughs) What would you do? (laughs) Oh, I think, you know, I think that I can focus more, you know, to specific channels because I can feel that I'm jack of all trades. (laughs) But, uh, you know, uh, it's my occupation to be jack of all trades because I cooperate with great experts who can help me 
with creating content, who can help me with promotion. And for example, even in PR, uh, when I tried myself uh, to write press releases, to distribute them, I failed all the time, failed. But right. I learned the process, how it works. And I hired the right people. I outsource some of them. We cooperate with many of them. And yeah. some can write great press releases that CNN can publish. Some can distribute to the right journalists. Uh, it's the process. So right. um, I think it, it's better to choose specific direction. Or if you like management, then learn everything and learn how to manage people, <laughs> how to find them how to encourage them. Yeah, many things. And I have the final question. Cool. It's not about marketing. Okay. It's not about B2B. It's about <laughs> Sri Lanka. Okay. <laughs> yeah. You know, yeah. I was one time in Sri Lanka, uh, Paradise Island. Oh. And, uh, yeah. Uh, many years ago, like 10 years ago. Don't remember exactly. Yeah. Right. And, uh, and I had experience in uh, water skiing. It's interesting yeah. that uh, I didn't have experience, but when I came to the people who uh, who sold this, uh, and they told me, if you have experience, pay $10. If you have no experience, pay $100. And I, I replied to them, yeah, I have experience, you know, guys. <laughs> but I didn't. I didn't. Sorry for that, but I didn't. <laughs> I just decided to save $90. And uh, <laughs> uh, when I tried, I failed. You know, as usual, you know, as I, I fail in digital marketing, but after that, uh, I found that uh, on this river that I tried to uh, drive this. Yeah. I don't know. This. Uh, I I saw crocodiles. You know. Yeah. <laughs> if he, they told me before that I can swim with crocodiles, you know. I think that I, I couldn't fail on that. <laughs> I can start from the beginning because, yeah, yeah, I don't want to have experience with crocodiles. No, right. they can teach faster. <laughs> and yeah, my main question about uh, Sri Lanka. You know, mm. I know that Sri Lanka had a war like 30 years. Yeah, many, yeah. many years of war. Yeah, uh, so terrible. Right they now do. we have similar issue in Ukraine. So yeah. terrible as well. So. Can you tell about uh, people in Sri Lanka? I mean, like uh, freelancers, marketers. Uh, do you outsource them? Do you search for them? Because uh, the last time I, I'm hiring people globally. For me, it doesn't matter what kind of countries, except Russia. I, I don't like them. Sorry. Okay. Um, yeah, I, I have personal issue. Yeah. Uh, but uh, I, I'm hiring people everywhere. What do you think about? Sri Lanka people. Uh, so do you have great specialists there, writers, developers, designers, anyone? So any tips about that? Yeah, I, I to be honest, I don't I can't I can't really speak to that because I haven't necessarily lived there. You know, I, I ah, grew okay. up I grew up in Australia. Um ah, okay, and okay. then you know, I was born in the UK. But I will say that um, you know, I know that there the level of talent there is uh, it's competitive. I know that their, their university system is very robust and it's very competitive. Um, and, you know, I think being able to understand, you know, it depends on, on what, what sort of category you're looking at. I think there, as you said, there was a war and there's been a lot of development and a lot of um, investment in the, in the country as, as well. 
Um, and it's certainly building up from a from a commerce perspective. So I wouldn't shy away from looking at resources there. I will say, you know, there is island life as well. So if you <laughs> if you you know you you come from an uh, an island, you kind of know what that island life is. It's like when I I, I go to Jamaica and I, I feel very at home because it's very much that that island life. Um, so an island time, which is a little bit more relaxed than, you know, <laughs> other places, let's say. Yeah. So just be mindful of island lifetime, maybe is the only thing I would say. But, yeah. you know, look, I, I love Sri Lanka. I'll always advocate for it, you know, mm. and, um, you know, obviously my heritage is Sri Lanka as well, so... <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> got it, got it. Yeah. And what what I like people in islands, they have no deadlines, they don't <laughs> hurry up, you know. <laughs> they have no this pressure that we have, you know. Yeah. 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 It's a it's a it's a little bit like that, but you also it's it's kind of an enjoyment and appreciation of life that a lot of you know that you don't generally that you don't generally have and I, I really do appreciate that because it's yeah. a great part of it's a great part of the culture because what it means is you know you have time or you not you have time you make time you make time to meet people you make time to sit down with people you make time to know to understand people and find out where they're from you make time to share a meal you make time for your family um, you know, for, for whatever it is that you need to feed yourself and your soul. And I think, like, if I can take a little bit of that, like, not the, not the whole one, but take a little, little bit of that and inject it, I think, you know, it's, it's what we all seek. Like, it's that balance, right, between, like, being able to feed our souls and being able to, you know, to, to manage and balance a professional life as well. So I will say that. Actually, one other story I will share with you. So your crocodile story. Um, <laughs> I so as I said, I I grew up in Australia, and I um I'm a golfer, so I play, you know, I play mm -hmm. golf. But I'd gone in a, to a course in Australia with my, I have my father and younger brother. They play as well, and the thing is, in Australia, they have a you know a lot of deadly animals, um, yeah. and. Um, they're not necessarily in our backyard, as everyone seems to think, but they are around. And so on this particular golf course, they had uh, they had signs that said there's snakes, uh, oh. you know, so be careful of the snakes. And I, I am really scared of snakes. Like I have a healthy respect for them, but I'll tell you, I have never played a better game of golf because guess what? I hit so straight because I didn't, I, didn't, <laughs> I only lost one ball because uh, I did not want to go into the bushes. I was like, yeah. going to, <laughs> gotcha. <laughs> so yeah. fear is a fear is great yeah. driver for performance. Yeah. By the way, I, I'm so grateful to this crocodile that didn't cut my leg, you know, my hand. <laughs> you know, yeah. I'm so grateful. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> because uh yeah, I watch a bunch of videos when they can do it, something like this. Yeah. So yeah. yeah. <laughs> but after that, I got it the next time I will pay hundred dollars <laughs> and we'll be honest, you know, that I can't I can't do it. <laughs> yeah. 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 Nirosha, it's enough. a big pleasure to get my show to learn from you. I love this experience, fun, valuable. Much.
tell our audience the best way how to keep learning from you, how to reach out to you, how to follow you? Yeah, yeah. So I, um, I'm on LinkedIn. You can just uh, find me through through my name. And um, I've just started um, a business uh, with Sati Marketing. So we're online at satimarketing.com. You can go and go and visit and reach out, reach out through that way. Um, and yeah, I'd, lo- I'd love to hear. I'm always happy to engage in conversation. Um, and yeah, thank you very much, Anatoly, for having me. I, I, I really appreciate the opportunity. Yeah, it's a big pleasure. Love it. So valuable. Guys, you can find all links in the description below. Listen to us on Apple, Google, Spotify. Thanks again for your time. Welcome back anytime to share more value. It's fun, valuable. I recommend to anyone to follow Nirosha on social media to learn from here because you can see a lot of value. Okay, love you. See you. Thanks for listening to this entire podcast. Please rank your experience in Apple, Spotify, Google, or any other platforms that you may use. Also, please share your ranking mark on chat at seotools.tv to get a special gift. We'll see you soon on other valuable audio podcasts.